Namaste friends are you ready to get unsanskari with wexed let's get started kya surili awaaz hai then you know that's something very bullshit you need to be realistic you live in india the parents it's not just two people dating it's even your parents dating you the parents dating them everything mix the whole society is also dating you everything so i honestly did not know ki for the longest time what i'm doing is called masturbation like basically i did not know the term masturbation uh, well ideal situation mein i won't be a parent you know i don't want to fuck up on everything <laughs> hey folks we found our space to talk about anything and everything unsanskari and we're here to share it with you so tune in with us bi-weekly on wednesdays as we talk about a wide range of things from beauty standards and dating in india to thoughts around sex work and weird reasons to divorce your partner Time for you to mark your calendars for August third, and don't forget to follow at the rate Day and Sanskari Pod on Instagram and at the rate Unsanskari Pod on Twitter for more regular updates. Adios, amigos. everyone we're back with another episode of unsanskari and i can assure you ki it's going to be a super interesting conversation cuz well it's about us humans and sex but 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 before we go any further let me remind you that we come out with new episodes bi-weekly on wednesdays on all major platforms spotify amazon music gana jio sovereign apple and even youtube so just go everywhere and listen to us now see We already know that with the lack of sex ed young people are often left learning about the act of sex and all the various types from random sources right such as porn and like other equally misinformed people popular media even reddit sometimes i recently came across this very weird reddit subreddit but anyways today we want to talk about how humans learned about the act of sex when none of this was available so what do we know about the past history and origin of sex um also kind of as a disclaimer a lot of the times we'll be talking about sex here uh, in terms of like sex for pleasure not for reproductive purposes so yeah putting that out there so yeah without wasting any zyada time let's get started i have with me my fellow team members shrishti and sanika hi shrishti and sanika how about you go ahead and introduce yourselves to our listeners hi vartika hello everybody i am shrishti and i work in the development sector uh, so essentially i work with people to talk about uncomfortable topics with ease hi guys i'm sanika and i'm a lesson plan creator for pexed i'm a biotech gal whose guilty pleasure is eating pizza while binge watching netflix so okay as i promised let's get started without wasting any time sex so i want to start with a random task for the both of you um and just for the fun of it i want to ask both of you if you could theorize how people came to try the act of penetrative sex for the first time so like very very ancient cuz like those were the first people who basically made other humans how do you suppose that would have happened well uh there weren't very many people 100000 years ago and most actions performed uh, were very instinctual in nature so i would uh, even go as far as to guess that most early acts of penetrative sex might have been forceful because let's face it uh, we do see that in the nature 
but uh, mm -hmm. kissing on the other hand um, can supposedly be traced back to major texts in Vedic literature where supposedly someone slipped and found that lips were sensitive and the acts of pressing it together was pleasurable. I call BS on that. Like slipping and falling on the floor and pressing your lips on the floor? I don't know where they fell, but somehow they landed on the lips and they're like, hmm, this is good. Sure. Interesting. All right, Sanika, what do you think? Well, I think that evolutionarily, it makes sense that as like sex is the natural or instinctual process, as um, Shishri mentioned, um, because it has reproductive benefits. As such, it should have existed first. Like monkeys do not need to be taught about sex, right? Both of you gave very scientific answers. Yeah, I was expecting something funny, like give me some masala. I gave you the masala, people falling on each other's lips. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty masalidar. <laughs> like, that is that is masalidar. But Shishti, you had promised me a cow milk joke. <laughs> a cow milk joke. Um, so when Vardhika and I were initially talking about how um, sex was maybe discovered or how kissing was, how did people arrive at sex? The first thing that I could think of was um, the you know joke where uh, they asked the person who first discovered milk, "What were you doing with the cow?" <laughs> Oh my like, god! <laughs> I I actually did crack up the first time I listened to it because I didn't I hadn't heard of it before. Okay, okay. So that those are our theories. But uh, peeps, what do you think? Like, when you were researching for this episode, did you you know did you read about anything? Uh, what science says about the origin of sex? Origin? Yeah, we all have established that obviously it was there and it existed. It's existed since bacteria. But uh, yeah, what did you read about this factually? Origin of sex, when I first uh, think of the phrase or hear the phrase, the book comes to mind first. Amazing. Please, everybody go read it because oh, yeah. it will yeah, definitely... Really yeah. Um, but uh, Vartika, I'm going to leave it to you to get technical about it. But I believe uh, sex has existed for as long as life has. Uh, plants do it. Insects do it. And we're also doing it. And uh, even if human beings don't need middlemen like the wind or I don't know the weather to help in the process of fertilization we've been doing it for a really long time and uh, I believe a lot of papers and studies have come um, after the discovery of fossilized remains of a fish embryo that was still stuck to its mother through the umbilical cord uh, plus they found um, some more fossils that were supposedly um, in like an inverted 69 position so wild times <laughs> wait fish in 69 Inverted 69. Yeah. What is inverted 69? I can't do a visual cue in a podcast. <laughs> but yeah, use your wildest imagination and be like, whoa, the fish were getting it on. <laughs> okay. So uh, yeah, Shrishti passed it on to me to get into the biology of it. But actually, I don't want to get into too much biology because then I'll keep on going and people will get bored. So yeah, in simple words, I think um, the act of penetrative sex wasn't really to discover for us as such. Like, I don't think humans discovered it. Um, I think we just happened to realize at some point that, hey, something we were doing to fulfill the basic instinct of reproduction is also pleasurable. And so obviously, we had to come up with several variations of it to see and explore um but yeah it makes sense for an act that is required for the sustenance of a species like we wouldn't exist without sex um to be pleasurable now so i think um it it's something that's that makes us feel good just because we are supposed to do it like 
um so yeah there's obviously a lot more to it evolutionarily and otherwise but uh, for the basics this should do i think <laughs> but this makes me want to think about what do we know about female orgasms and pleasure specifically during ancient sex like was it a thing that was cared for clearly it's not cared a lot a bee like we do care about it but like a lot of people don't hence the orgasm gap but yeah what was the scene there um i really loved um what i read when i was researching for this bit because supposedly in the medieval times it was believed that without the enjoyment of pleasure no conception uh, could take place uh, all that was oh bhai yeah <laughs> and uh, yeah i have read about that yeah i had once seen a tweet that like if women had to orgasm to like make babies then the world population would be like eight people <laughs> but supposedly that's what was believed in the ancient times which is amazing because that meant that yeah because that meant that women's orgasm was made an absolute priority at one point in time but mm-hmm. uh, then came the law that if a woman is pregnant as a result of rape she could not legally be deemed to have been raped because then it would mean that she would have orgasm during the act oh god we need to trigger oh warning for that um yeah but uh, like many things and you said it yourself the orgasm gap as we know it it has the patriarchal system and the patriarchal power structure to thank and traditionally uh, men have had dominance over women's bodies and this uh, cultural ideology is so deeply entrenched in our society so it's really important for all of us collectively to educate ourselves and this isn't specific to just uh, the human anatomy and learning where the clitoris is or where your orifices are i'm talking about learning how to communicate uh, learning how to understand your partner's request uh, and be cognizant of the fact that sexual satisfaction is a very individual individualistic experience and uh, sex can be an empowering uh, be an empowering activity and it's about time for all parties involved to start feeling that yeah yeah absolutely i mean i i really did not know that um, this was something that was believed at one point of time is this specific to like india or like anywhere in the world or was this just like the common notion you know uh this is a general notion it wasn't specific to a geography but then slowly things started dying down and you know many other cultural uh, penetration took place that changed the notions of okay that answer was i did expect it to be sad it started on a good note so i was like oh okay but then yeah i'm sorry <laughs> like i said that got really dark really fast <laughs> it did but yeah that makes me think about you know how has the shift in cultural attitudes towards sex been like specific to india of course cuz well we're in india right now uh but yeah I, and when i'm talking about sex here again i'm talking about for pleasure like not reproductive purposes obviously sex for reproductive purposes is encouraged but um, just like random sex how how was that taken like was it less taboo in the past than it is now were people more experimental and accepting what what do you think Yeah I think um India as a country we've always been oscillating um you know with respect to our stance on that because we have sex engraved in stones in our temples but this is something we also talk only in whispers uh we have been conditioned to be so that. ironical no yeah and we've been conditioned to believe that sex is a bad thing and this is why we pray to god asking for forgiveness even after we've had a solo act uh people are shocked that you're even buying condoms in broad daylight even mm-hmm. pads though like if they are also like wrapped in i think like even garbage bags or papers and all of that like i think it's not just sex but even anything related to that you know even stuff like puberty and all so right. yeah it's kind of yeah, sad and- 
Yeah, and um, in India, we still hold virginity as a concept. It's such a pre- precious status to hold. And we actively avo- avoid um, having honest conversations about sex, really. And that's how, you know, we call ourselves sanskari. So uh, this, in turn, has a domino effect in areas that we don't even realize, um, in health, education, and economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but having said that, I do want to acknowledge how far we've come. Um, even if I were to look at it with a very narrow lens, uh, creation of shows like Made in Heaven, uh, Former Shots, Please, these things say a lot mm-hmm. about our progress of, in terms of depiction of sex and uh, sexuality, really. Is it really progress, though? Like, because before it was very open and, like, you know, uh, it was not something that was looked down upon, but now it is so there there like it's not like before it wasn't really you know that negatively viewed and there was just like this uh i think brief period of time where it was and i will talk about that later though mm-hmm. yeah i was actually my question was going to be something along those lines to shrishti so shrishti are you saying that today currently in 2022 and like maybe the past decade uh we've been better in terms of acknowledging sex and sexuality talking about it uh compared to our past like history historically have have we are we the best are we at the best stage right now oh 100 percent. and the reason i say this is because uh, when we say we were better in the past i think that's quite uh, debatable and subjective because um mm-hmm. i don't believe that there was a time where uniformly a lot of people were accepting about it maybe in some sections in some parts of the world um, it was okay to dress in certain manner but uh, in some other section women were still being sold off as property i won't say that that has stopped altogether now but i think we're more unified as um, global citizens and have a broader idea if not acceptance we have the broader idea of um, acceptance of sex and sexuality in general all right interesting interesting because a lot of people like to believe that or like to talk about how you know all we were more liberal in terms of sexuality pleasure and all of this in the past like of course this warrants a discussion about the kama sutra itself right now the kama sutra actually is a lot more of is, a, is about a lot more than just sex positions, uh, what it's famous for. But like most people don't know about that. Um, it's more like a guide to living an emotionally fulfilled life. You know, so naturally, if you want to live an emotionally fulfilled life, you want to care about pleasure. And of course, love, love making, seduction, sex, and all this, all this other stuff that's pleasurable becomes a part of it. So yeah, I think for the sake of time, um, I'm not going to get into the depths of the teachings of the Kama Sutra, but just looking at everything it talks about i think it shows us that as a society we didn't hate the idea of sex so much like uh, for pleasure and we realized that it was pleasurable and that desire for that pleasure was also absolutely normal so i feel like in that sense maybe today the people who want to quote our culture and be like oh this is not culture this is unsanskari this is not what we're taught i think those people can kind of be shut out by mentioning how we were rich in terms of like culture with respect to sexuality and relationships and pleasure and all of that yeah yeah so as per kama sutra um women and men uh because who doesn't love uh heterosex heterosexual um what is this called relic what is kama sutra guideline yeah, anyways, who doesn't love that, right? Anyways, that's for Kama Sutta. They've divided men and women into three or four categories because, again, who doesn't love being pigeonholed? And uh, it goes 
from you know a woman or a man who's they compare it to a flower and uh, the last type of uh, man or woman it, they compare it to like a buffalo or you know someone who's absolutely filthy and they, that's like giving guidelines to men and women on what type of men and women you do and don't want to be with which I mean, yeah, Kamsutra is great, but do we really need those classifications? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What are the absolutely. guidelines based on? I'm like very curious now. You know, male gaze. It's based on that. Fair enough. No, yeah. Ah. So yeah, I think I should have started with a fair warning that um, the whole point of me bringing up Kama Sutra was to show how seeking sexual pleasure was normalized. Uh, but of course, there's a lot of factors to be addressed in the Kama Sutra that are absolutely not um, and should not be relevant in today's day and age. And even then, honestly, um, as Shrishti mentioned, we we don't need that. But um, there are positive to, positives to the text, maybe just like the existence of the text. I don't know if the text itself is good enough. So, of course, there are negatives. But, well, we would really need a whole episode and more to discuss it in detail. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the Kama Sutra, um, maybe kind of giving us an insight into how we looked at all of this let's definitely do an episode on kama sutra you know getting down to the details of it and talking about it from a modern lens i think that'd be quite interesting yeah very interesting sanika go ahead yeah no i was gonna say like do you guys know that it like the kama sutra actually discusses homosexual relations like such as like total sex between two men and also sexual activities among like transgender individuals and they term it as a third sexuality like they don't um it doesn't portray it in like a negative light it's just you know like another category like you can say and like that's very contrary to what we believe right so like interesting i feel like shrishti has something to say i don't feel like it i can see shrishti dancing and up and down doing bhangra sanika i'm really uh, curious to know is it in the context of, let's say, a threesome or an orgy? Or have they talked about it directly from, let's say, you know, just two people having, performing sexual acts? I'm pretty sure it's only about, like, two people performing such acts. But I will need to read up more on that uh, to actually, you know, say this with confidence. But it it does show that in the past, like, no matter which one is, like, if it's two people or if it's, like, three people or uh, more um it shows how open they were you can say in regards to that um of course like you all mentioned the negatives of it as well but um yeah like that's one thing i think we would have to really deep dive into all of it to see in what context it was said whether it was in a derogatory derogatory manner or like was it actually empowering to um you know the lgbtq community in those times like at least like even the acknowledgement that those um like such acts were present even at that time shows how you know nor like not even like normal but you know how um like how they were like literally everywhere um, mm-hmm. that like that's also like a big thing right and this is very like contrary to like what we believe that um lgbtq plus relationships or like polyamory is are like against indian values or beliefs yeah the western it, influence uh, many people say yeah. exactly exactly so in ancient india queerness was acknowledged like it was an acknowledged concept and was widely seen in literature and it was not just in literature, you know. Um, there were there's, there was also a lot of like graphic evidence and like visual evidence of homosexuality being viewed as 
natural and even joyful. Um, and this can be seen in um, like many places such as Hindu temples and um, with this cave, uh, cave sorry, um, caves. Um, the temples of Khajuraho is, I think everyone knows about them and how um, sexually explicit they are. Uh, it's very famous for that. Actually, Sanika, I have an interesting story about Khajuraho. And um, basically, um, apparently why they have these sexual carvings is because at that point of time, um, a large section of society was becoming celibate and they were getting into this different kind of lifestyle. And so the regular folks wanted, were like, oh my God, you gotta have sex to like continue our species and you know you gotta reproduce so please have sex but then obviously these people were celibate and they were like strong in their resolve or whatever and so basically what they started doing was they started making these carvings on temples so that people could see those carvings and be like oh damn i want to try that and like you know i want to have sex like i see it i like it i want it basically arouse them and like you know make them and it's weird that a temple is doing that to you but yeah i think no, that I've is definitely one of heard of that story yes and all that theory you can say yeah yeah that is one yeah. of the theories and and it's also said that it's only made um like towards the outside of the temple uh, this is another yes. theory that like you can only find the carvings outside the so temple that you get aroused and then you leave immediately you go home <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> no no this is <laughs> no shit <laughs> This is a separate theory. He like uh, the carvings are only made outside the temple so that it it is a symbolism of the fact that you should leave all your erotic desires and like you know all of could this. Be. Kuch bhi. You just turn people on and you just expect them to go in and be completely fine. <laughs> it's yeah. I, I mean that. that <laughs> So basically one theory means that you are supposed to be turned on and go have sex and like leave celibacy and the other theory says that leave all your desires outside when you're entering the temple. That's what Like a mean. person isn't even thinking about that when entering <laughs> but then when they see it and they're like oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. That they had to do that. But okay, we don't know which theory is true. Yeah. Who knows? But I have heard of both, and mm-hmm. yeah, and I personally am not not a big fan. But like the second one, I'm just like, what? It's very funny, but that's okay. But and uh, the thing is that 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 temple or like that those temples were built very far back. So it was like approximately nine fifty um, AD, and this was in Madhya Pradesh, and it's. As we've discussed, it's like one of the most like prominent examples of how like sex and um, sexual nature was like celebrated in ancient India. It um, includes like sculptured dis- depictions of not just homosexuality but also um, polygamous or polyamorous sexual acts, uh, similar to how the Kama Sutra also mentions it. You know, actually, homosexuality was criminalized in ninety in, in sorry eighteen sixty one by the British, right. and this was by the introduction of um, section 377 in the Indian Penal Code, which was recently overturned, as I'm sure every like many of you know. And um, it was overturned in 2018. And this incident, you can say, can be seen, in my view at least, uh, as going back to our Indian roots in a way where all love was accepted by society. Right, right. Okay, yeah, that was those were some interesting insights into our past and how we perceived um, sexuality and pleasure. And I like how, you know, we weren't all on the same page. Like Shrishti had thoughts of the Kama Sutra and all of that. And Shrishti does believe that today we're in a better place. I feel like um, 
there might have been some aspects in the past that were not better but like better like in um more like better than that period of time like the, but right now i think definitely as uh, shishi has said that um everyone like worldwide mm-hmm. is being more accepting and even um because as like as uh, shishi mentioned like even like the comes with or even right. like there were other values and beliefs which were very harmful and so we're trying to um go away from that as well as you know being more accepting of everything so i think definitely today we are in a much better place but yeah i'm just saying i just wanted to say that it's not it it shouldn't be seen as deviating from our indian culture and values that we're just going back to them but in a different uh, and a better light you could say right right okay yeah i love that okay enough with the past and history i want to get to mythology 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 hota hai na for a very long time in my life i were kept saying mythology and then i heard two of my flatmates say mythology all the time and i was like fuck have i been like embarrassing myself everywhere no i and say mythology, mythology it's fine <laughs> like it's okay i'm sure both are right but oh. yeah okay cool then cool yeah Cool, cool, cool. We're good. So yeah, listeners, we prepared some interesting. Uh, prepared, yeah. We dug up some interesting mythological stories around the act of sex for you guys, and this is going to be super interesting. Also, just uh, just for your knowledge, uh, we haven't actually heard each other's stories, so the reactions are going to be very fresh. Yeah. So um, uh, my story is about um, actually it's about a. Uh, Bengali script, and this was in the Bengali like Ramayan, uh, Krit Krithivasi Ramayan, and it, this was probably um, in the 15th century CE, and like yeah, it's about the story of uh, Bhagirath, and so um, basically um, there was this uh, person like uh, Dilipa, so he did not have. like he did not have an heir and then he he died before that um and the gods were very very like troubled by this because he was supposed to mm-hmm. um like in dilipa's line uh, was where uh, vishnu was supposed to be born so like and this could not this prophecy cannot come true unless dilipa had a child mm-hmm. right but then he died before that so what can be done so the gods basically um it it's not clear if it was like a sage or a god but um i one of them um said to uh the dilipas two widows to have sex with one another and so in this way one gets pregnant and gives birth to bhagirath and interestingly the name bhagirath um it co- comes from the word like bhaga or bhaga bhaga which is, means um bo- like Bulba, so it's basically born of two Bulba. Holy shit! Yeah. Same. <laughs> how? How? Wait, what? I have no idea. How was that made possible? Like, dude, actually digging into this is giving me like an idea for like a new way to I don't know make babies. Like, what if there's some science to it? I could be the discoverer of it, the inventor. Of a new IVF yes. technology. Come on, Vartika, we believe in you. You can do this. And I'm just not judging. So, like, I did read about a researcher who is working oh. on this, um, and uh, she supposedly is often asked by um, 
people why she is trying to disrupt the natural way of um, you know natural way of creating life and she's uh, what she said uh, was very interesting because she's like men shouldn't be threatened by this because then that means that you feel like the only reason for your existence is to contribute to reproduction and that is exactly an amazing thought the more you think about it the more you like yeah i love that okay but yeah that was a very interesting story sanika i did not hear about it but i i think i do after this episode want to go and read about what bhagirath ended up doing with his life in, uh, and you know what is interesting actually to me is that xx and xx made xy like why didn't they just make an xx like how where did the y come from i'm going to leave the things to you no but seriously sanika i do have a point now yeah definitely definitely <laughs> like who knows you can I'm be gonna... the inventor of the new technology which does that so like go ahead i have an interesting story now guys my turn my turn okay So this is about I'm looking down because I'm reading from my phone. Um, so yeah, my story is about the Mehinaku people of Amazon. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. But they have a very interesting way they talk about stuff. So if they are thirsty, they'll say stuff like you know my tongue is hurting. Um, and if they're horny, they basically say my genitals are hungry. Uh-huh. Now where did this way of speaking come from? Um, so yeah, this it's gonna be a little. Actually, I think what. you guys can take it um so according to legend there um all women's vaginas used to detach from their bodies at night and wander around the village looking for food so basically if you wake up in the morning and you see that there's no like there's something has been stolen from your pantry it's basically <laughs> you're distracting me shrishti <laughs> so yeah basically if you wake up in the morning and something's like hmm. something like missing from your pantry or uh, a vagina has I'm stolen it um, and in those days they used to wake up to like cows and goats missing where were they searching for this then <laughs> anyways so the story goes that this one this one random man once woke up in the middle of the night and he like found a stray vagina eating his leftovers what was he drunk <laughs> like oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah so as like when the vagina was felt like oh my god i'm going to get caught the vagina scurried back to the owner and so like of course the owner woke up feeling very hurt down there like cuz the vagina had attached to every attached itself and so then this woman was like to everyone in the village that hey girls do not let your you know every night like that's when she discovered that every night the vagina was like just go away and so she was like come like don't let your vaginas go away in the night and so since then vaginas have stopped wandering in the night there that's this legend and now very a very similar thing is also seen in hawaiian texts so um in hawaii there was this goddess uh, she was called kapo kohelele so it let, it literally translated to like kapo with the kapo with the flying vagina and so the story goes that kamapua uh, wanted to marry kapo's sister kapo's sister's name is pele so Pele rejected his advances because basically he was literally a pig like a pig wanted to marry the human sister and oh. so um Kamapua Kamapua is the pig or just like yeah oh okay no, like, <laughs> like a pig like he's such a pig i thought it was like that sorry sorry continue <laughs> So Kamapua threatened like the pig threatened to rape Pele if she continued to ignore him yeah the pig 
so kapo came to the rescue rescue for her sister so basically she ripped out her vagina and threw it away like a frisbee Ooh. i'm sorry <laughs> and so kama pua chased the vagina like the pig chased the vagina and never came back like that frisbee was to like you know how i would get my dog to fetch something वैसे लाइक ही बेसिकली चेज द वजाइना एंड लाइक नेवर केम बैक एंड सो अपेरेंटली इट्स बिलीव दैट कैपो नेवर वेंट इन सर्च ऑफ हर डिस्कार्डेड ऑर्गन लाइक सो शी नेवर वेंट बैक टू गेट हर वजाइना एंड सो इफ यू आर एवर लाइक वॉकिंग अराउंड इन हवाई एंड यू कम अक्रॉस समथिंग जस्ट बी सेफ सेकेंडली अरे पिग तो गाया पिग वेंट टू द फॉर द सर्च ऑफ हेड इट्स जस्ट लाइंग समवेयर देयर इन हवाई आई एम नॉट गोना गो नियर बाय दिस बिकॉज़ ऑफ द स्टफ शी रीड्स ये दिस वाज जस्ट फॉर द एपिसोड शट अप ओह गॉड बट या दैट वाज माय स्टोरी इट साउंड्स लाइक अ गॉट एनिमे यू नो प्लॉट Dude, I came across so many interesting ones like there's this Mexican one I'll I'll share it with you guys after this episode is done cuz we'll go over time I'm moving away from India and uh, going to the Greek mythology. Uh, so my story is about um, oh. Ixion. So this guy, uh, when he got married, he supposedly refused to pay his uh, father-in-law uh, the price for his wife because obviously, as per the laws and the culture back then, a woman is her father's property first and then gets sold off to her husband, who then owns her. So. our man instead of paying the father he flung his father in law into a pit of burning coals for which he was shunned uh, by the rest of humanity and uh, <laughs> what <laughs> why did you just say it like that as if it's so normal i mean that's what happened i'm not making this up nobody made it up these are the truth so she's like how was it a coal me fek jala diya theek hai na i can't believe you guys are reacting to this because wait for it all right so um after uh, this hap after you know he was shunned by humanity uh zeus um he felt sorry for him and he brought him to olympus where our man ixion again immediately developed the hots for zeus's wife <laughs> and uh, you know zeus didn't see that coming obviously so he just wanted to test whether ixion actually would go as far as to have sex with the ruler of the god's wife or not So what he did was he made a cloud that looked like his wife and sent it to Ixion. So Ixion naturally proceeded to have sex with the cloud and then impregnated. <laughs> Now what? <laughs> the child that was born out of it is Centaurus. Centaurus then had a se- had Centaurus then had sex with a bunch of horses and their offsprings. were centaurs the half horse centaurs oh the ones we yeah, know yeah so the next time you watch narnia and harry potter remember that they came from a murderer having sex with a cloud my god <laughs> how was that slightly on a lighter note cloud <laughs> is pretty light because clouds are fluffy that's true actually because clouds are light <laughs> फिर क्लाउड भारी हो गया, 
I I can't believe the things we have discussed today. <laughs> and this is going to give me weird dreams. Um, listeners, because we're recording in the night. Uh, but yeah, moving on. Of course, we got to naturally go where we take every episode to, Masturbation mm-hmm. Muses. So I'm going to call Malika and we're going to listen to another interesting muse. Hello, this is the fourth set of our Masturbation Muses, where we hear raw, unfiltered, uncensored versions of our audience's masturbation stories. Funny, embarrassing, someone got you, you got someone's stories. So, this fourth one is uh, from a male based out of Bangalore who is in his mid-twenties, okay? Now, uh, he's telling us how his... Go- I'm going to call him person A, okay? So now, Why did you just give a- him a name now? Uh, yeah, Rahul, Rahul, Rahul. Oh, story must be girlfriend B, Anjali. Perfect. So, uh, yeah, this is a story about um, Rahul. Rahul is telling us that Anjali and Rose's girlfriend, they had been in the same office for over two years. And uh, every now and then they used to, you know, get a sneak into the loop and have nice makeout sessions and all of that. Um, but like they were never caught. Okay? Nobody ever got to know about them. <clears throat> And they were able to... Yeah, uh, nobody ever got to know about them. But like one thing that was a constant through their two years of, you know, sneak peeks in the washroom was that there was never a a toilet paper or a tissue roll whenever they went. So, every time they to Okay? This is an office I didn't ask. I don't want to know. He didn't tell me. So, yeah, uh, he's also let, in, let us in on a huge secret, apparently, that this one time there was uh, no tissue roll and there was no other way. They just really needed something to wipe it off. And the office had some spare sanitary napkins. So they used one of those. <laughs> Look at one. I thought it was going to be something but this is... So my question is, why are you using water? Because you need something to wipe it off, apparently. Matlab. Apparently, as in because I'm not experienced, I wouldn't know. <laughs> right. Uh, the point is that they've never been caught. Kabhi kuch se nahi hua. It's all been very smooth for these two years. Now, his girlfriend has quit this job and she's moved to a new city. And now, this guy is still in the same office. And so, you know, he has the urge. And uh, since his girlfriend is not even in town, so this one time he's in office and He's really, really horny, okay? He just has to masturbate straight away. He cannot wait rather. So what he does is he decides to go to the washroom. And he put it as joke off. He decided to go and joke off in the washroom. I'm like, okay. Matlab, you know, it's a fair deal. Kar sakte now, on his way there, he found two friends who were coming back from the pantry or somewhere. And they were like, okay, we have to go to the and he tells that it's not a very guy thing school to do. <laughs> Why? It's not a very guy thing to do. Because washroom chalte, but they just start walking with Okay, now when they're going there, the other two friends, they walk towards the urinals. And this guy doesn't walk towards the urinals. So now the two other friends, they wouldn't stop laughing because they're thinking that he is going to the washroom to poop. Poop. And now, yeah. <laughs> it's oh! thinking kya funny hai. That, uh, you know, uh, washroom... Office ki washroom potty karna kya problem hai? Matlab, hai, it's, okay. <laughs> it's not big deal, right? And so he couldn't stop, he couldn't, you know, he had to wait for them to leave because they all wouldn't stop laughing. <laughs> anyway, so uh yeah, what what finally happened is that when he did finally 
about humans and sex and its past and its history and the mythology around it and i think this has been one of the most funny episodes that we've discussed just because of oh, the story yeah i'm going to take offense um, you told them that it's the funny yeah that's true actually though no, but this one was funnier you need to listen to it yeah like thousand vaginas grow rahe hain kahin se kisi ka vagina se frisbee jaisa ud raha hai okay you're <laughs> so confused so yeah start yeah shit went down anyways um thank you so much for listening to the episode and don't forget to follow us at the rate the unsanskari pod on instagram and at the rate unsanskari pod on twitter if you want some essential sex ed please also follow at the rate vexed.india we have some amazing content there and yeah we're good to go signing off this past few oh. is gonna require a lot of editing <laughs> yes that's yeah. true don't all of them mm-hmm. yeah bye 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 Shishti Sani ka bye 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 <laughs> <laughs> Bye <laughs>